0: to episode 17 of Living Truthfully. My name is Amani Maranga and I'm so grateful that you're still here listening to this podcast. Now, on this 17th episode, I am super, super duper grateful because believe it or not, we are at, wait for it, 40,000 plays. 40,000 What an amazing gift you guys are giving me That you're listening to me And that you're giving me feedback Uh, And I want to encourage you Please keep writing to me Let me know what this podcast means to you On Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram At Amani Maranga is my handle And then share, share, share this podcast With everyone who needs to hear it Because sharing is caring And now ladies and gentlemen Episode 17 of Living Truthfully Are you ready for it? In this episode, after such an amazing heavyweight conversation with Michael Loyer, I reached out to yet another heavyweight, all the way from the United Kingdom. Actually, he's in the United Kingdom. He took my call, and what I was hoping for was great insight and a different perspective. And boy, oh boy, did I get what I was looking for. What? This is a must listen. Ladies and gentlemen, voters too, come closer. Get your cup of tea. Get comfortable. Are you ready? Renowned psychologist and relationship guru, Chris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what
0: and there are stories to be told and I have to say these conversations contain mature themes and listener discretion is advised Chris Hart thank you for
1: taking my call <laughs> oh, it's a great pleasure
0: how you doing
1: good
0: thank you and you i'm very well thank you um thank you for coming on to the podcast living truthfully it's
1: a pleasure
0: so uh, allow me to just go straight into the conversation chris sure. um we've we've had a conversation and i've been able to give you a little background on the on the podcast living truthfully and, yeah. and i want to ask you a question chris why, why do men get married Well,
1: of course, not all men do.
0: Oh, that's true. So the ones that
1: are... Yeah, (laughs) so uh, actually men fall into three categories. Okay. There are those that choose to marry. Mm -hmm. And we're really talking about guys who are choosing to marry for the first time. Yes, yes. You you know, so you're talking about guys who are relatively young, Mm -hmm. and some of them choose to marry. And we'll talk about how they do that in a moment. Okay. Another group mm-hmm. actually choose not to marry. Yes. They choose to live a completely different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you see them quietly developing that choice mm-hmm. during the same time as their colleagues are getting married. Mm-hmm. And then the third group are the guys who don't get married for some other reason. Now, a Few of them don't mm-hmm. get reasoned, don't get married because of their sexual orientation or because of their asexual or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of that group don't get married because the women won't marry them. Hmm. There's quite a lot of men who don't meet the criteria that women use to choose a spouse. And so they get left on the shelf. <laughs> I- I- I think I met one of those
0: guys on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So you can see that the decision making, if I can call it that, is different in all those different cases. Yes, it is. See what I mean? Yes. Wow. I mean, should I just go on and talk? Please, please go. go. I'm just listening. I'm, I'm I'm already blown. Uh,
0: My mind is already blown.
1: Right. Well, look. We can rule out the, the sexual orientation and the asexuality thing because the numbers are very small and those people just don't take part in the process. You know, they go a different way. People who are asexual, for example, don't want sex. And if they do get involved with a woman, it's only for the purposes of procreation or something like that. It's it's a very low-key thing. So I, we'll put those on one side, unless you're interested a bit later. Um, the The ones who are left because the girls won't marry them are basically the unsuccessful men. Mm -hmm. Women won't marry men who are unsuccessful. Now, that can be in a number of categories. It could be just income. It could be social skills and status and impact socially and so on. Mm-hmm. if you meet the sort of female requirements a girl will marry you and if you don't she won't
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's heavily skewed by the economy of whichever country you happen to be in so if you have a, a country where the difference between rich and poor is trivial like in scandinavia mm-hmm. the number of men in that category who the, the women won't choose is quite small Mm. Whereas I think you can imagine in <laughs> other countries where the rich are fantastically rich and the mm. poor are incredibly mm. poor, mm. it might be as many as forty percent of the men. Wow! You see what I mean? I Those men—they'll mm. have girlfriends. They'll—they'll they'll have a wild time, maybe, mm. mm-hmm. but they won't settle with one woman, and they won't have—they won't have a family. Mm. Does that make sense? It, it does, it does. It really makes sense. The girls will actually go to a lot of trouble to avoid them being the fathers of their children. children. In fact, <laughs> the, the girls will deliberately choose to have their children by successful men, even if they can't find one of their own. You know, they'll choose to be a rich man's mistress rather than wow. a poor man's wife. Wow. So you get all sorts of crazy things happen where, you know, you'll have a woman who's got a regular boyfriend who's yes. not successful, yes. and he thinks he's got a family, but actually mm-hmm. all his children <laughs> are from the other gut. That's crazy, man. Yes, it is. But, you know, you can understand why, can't you? I mean, a, a, success, a woman wants to have successful children, so she wants genes from successful men, and she wants to be provided for. It's hard work rearing a child. So what's the point of being with somebody who can't provide? You, it's very cold and very logical. And people don't think about it. They just do it. You know what I mean? They don't. A woman doesn't consciously sit down and think, I'm going to be a, a rich man's mistress because I, I don't like any of the men. It just happens. And she thinks she's, it's just happened. But actually, she deliberately chose it. Subconsciously.
0: Do you know how many problems you've solved just by talking about this? <laughs>
1: Now you can see why polygamy is so common in areas of the world where income disparity is high. You see what I mean? Because to a first approximation, in a place like Nairobi, 60% of the men are fathering all the children.
0: 60% of the men are are fathering all the children. So so they are fathering children that are from the other 40%. Reared,
1: yeah, they are being reared by single mothers. Uh, they're being reared by women who slipped one past their husband. You get Wow. It, 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 it's a dog-eat-dog world. What?
0: don't think you understand the things that you are saying because these things are <laughs> <Go on. laughs> uh, um, first i think that that is a crazy statistic but secondly you actually touch on something that came out of the podcast when you we were doing the uh single men series yeah <laughs> because one of the things that came out was uh, this man who met this wonderful women maybe in the at the beginning of their careers yeah, but this women wanted someone more successful than this men were at the time. Yes. Yeah. And so you know that that relationship did not develop. And that's right.
1: You see, women are quite sophisticated because you if you, you imagine a couple meet when they're in their mid twenties.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now the guy won't be wealthy no. in his mid twenties no. unless he's daddy's boy. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, she, and the girl will know that, but she can smell success mm. in a student, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. You can tell, can't you, who's going to succeed and mm. who's not. Mm. So she might well marry him while he's relatively penniless, mm. because she knows he's going to get there. Yeah. On the other hand, she won't marry him if she can see the seeds of disaster. And I don't know whether you've come across these young men who they call themselves incels, involuntarily celibate. In other words, the girls won't have anything to do with them. And it's because they can see that this guy is not going to get anywhere. Is that a thing? Incel, is that a thing? Incel, yeah, you can look at it on the internet. There are guys who call themselves incels, and they rant and rave about how hard and cruel life is. Oh, wow. you know, But the plain fact is that they need to get their act together. They need to know what it is that women want and to learn those skills. I mean, we all start off as tiny children with no skills at all. Mm. Some people, by the time they're 16 or 18 years old, are socially skilled. And some are not. Mm. You get it. Mm. And it's a learned thing. It's got nothing to do with, you know, your genes or anything like that. Mm. You pick these skills up as you grow. If you're wise.
0: if Yeah. (laughs) What a caveat. If you're wise. So, Chris, are you telling me that this whole marriage equation is um, economic...
1: It's uh, got a huge economic component. Yes. I mean, think of it like this. In general, Mm -hmm. in nature, Mm -hmm. mammals... Do not male mammals do not support their offspring. Mm-hmm. The buffalo has his wicked way with as many cows as he can and mm-hmm. then buggers off and eats grass. <laughs> Humans are very different. The male gives a huge contribution towards the upkeep of the child. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the old days, it would be in terms of how well he hunted mm-hmm. or dug his ground. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's in terms of money and status and all the rest of it. But that's part of the equation. It's such a big deal to rear a human child compared to a calf. Well, I know. A I, calf I, is I, I, sexually I, I, mature in a year. You know, a yeah. child takes 20 years to be independent. Yeah. So that this equation, you know, the man must be able to provide is the whole basis of marriage. It's the reason we do it. We don't like to admit this, but it's all about what the guy brings. Of course, there are two components to that. There is the money. The status, mm. the fact that he's successful, mm. yeah, and and of course she also wants, ex- you know, evidence that he's fit and healthy and he's going to have healthy children and all the rest of it. And you mm. can see how that leads to the things that women find attractive in men. Hmm. They want they want them tall, muscular. You get it. Yeah. But they also want them to be successful. They want other men to respect them. Fact, that's one of the things they use as a deciding factor. If they look at the men, they watch which guy is being respected by the others, and that's the one they want to go out with. Hmm. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm beginning to think I might be an intel. Okay, I'm joking. But no, you're <laughs>
1: <laughs> You don't look that. One. Okay, back to the men. Yes, back to the men. Yeah. So now. We talked about the guys who get ignored. We talk about the small proportion who aren't interested anyway. Yes. And now we've got the other two Mm -hmm. groups, the ones who are interested and the ones who are not interested. Yes. Now, the ones who are interested Mm -hmm. are interested because they begin to realise that they're winners. Mm -hmm. So, Typically, the guy who has finished his education, Mm -hmm. he's got into his career, and about two or three years later, he's Mm -hmm. beginning to feel pretty good. Mm -hmm. He's thinking, wow, you know, my income's good, I've got a nice flat, whatever, you know. And into his mind pops the thought that he needs a family. Mm -hmm. It's time to get married. Mm -hmm. He doesn't consciously think about it, but Mm -hmm. he starts looking for a different sort of girlfriend.
0: One, and the can rest, settle, one, in, one. the one rest can sort settle of follows along, yeah. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: He's looking for a girlfriend who would make a good wife rather mm. than a girlfriend who's good for a quick leg. Mm. He's looking for a woman who's going to be more faithful. Mm-hmm. So he starts to value that sort of set of attitudes. Mm. You see what I mean? Mm. Makes sense. And, and of course, what's, re- what's his reason? He knows that he, the women find him attractive. He knows he's got the money, he knows he's got Mm. the status, so Mm. he knows he's going to get the pick of the women. Mm. And he's choosing, consciously choosing women who will be faithful, so that in a good world, all his children will be his. (laughs) You see what I mean. Each guy, as he enters marriageable age, Mm -hmm. depending on his degree of education and Mm. so on, Mm. he will reach a certain age where he perceives that he's successful. So mm. a guy who, for example, left school from form four mm-hmm. and started a business and suddenly, wow, he hit gold. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. He will be thinking about getting married quite young. Mm. But the guy That's who true. went and did two degrees at mm. university mm-hmm. won't start thinking like that until perhaps he's 30 years old.
2: It's mm. true. You're so, so right.
1: It, it, it's all about the perception of success.
0: Hmm. So, so, okay. so you're, you're saying that as guys, we need to get into a place where we feel we are successful enough to be able to yes. get a wife,
1: so that we begin to realise that mm. we are able to attract the right women, mm. you know, the high status women, not mm. necessarily the most beautiful women, mm. but the faithful, dependable, look after me for the rest of my life sort mm. of
2: women. Mm. I, That
0: that is actually so uncannily true, man.
1: Yeah. But now you then are left with the other group. Mm -hmm. There are some guys who either because they're not quite so successful Mm -hmm. or because they are fiercely independent Mm -hmm. or or for some other reason, they decide they don't really want to do that. They -hmm. they prefer having lots of girlfriends and messing around and drinking heavily and leading a fast life and Mm -hmm. being responsible to nobody. And so they are the ones who pursue a completely different reproductive strategy. Their strategy is to get as many women pregnant as possible and run for the hills. They are like that buffalo. You can see how the two strategies differ. In one, you put all your eggs in one basket. You choose one woman. You choose to put all your effort into rearing two or three children. And you support them heavily. The other guy, he tries to have as many kids as possible, and he just throws them out into the world to do the best they can.
0: And hence why 60% of the men are raising all the children.
1: Yep. Is that making sense? Sadly so. Now, there's another little quirk that comes into play now that didn't used to happen. Everything I've said has been true since Adam was a young man. But in the last 50-odd years, we've started doing something that's never been done before. In the whole human history, and that is, we now educate all the women.
2: It's
1: mm. never happened before. I mean, a hundred years ago, we didn't educate the men either. Mm. You know, there weren't schools a hundred years ago. Yeah. So. Now, suddenly, though, we went through a period where all the men went to college, mm-hmm. and all the women were really glad to get hold of a well-educated man. Mm-hmm. And then, all of a sudden, the women started to go to college. Mm-hmm. And now you've got a substantial minority in the, in the population where all the women have been educated. Now, those women don't want to marry early. Hmm. So, they are... In a complicated place where, you know, the guy they went to college with, the guys they went to college with, start Mm. thinking about getting married in their late 20s. -hmm. And the girls don't want to because they want to continue their career a little longer. They've twigged that the moment they start having children, Mm -hmm. their income potential will fall. So they put it off. Not not consciously, but they just put it off one year at a time. You know, they say, "Oh, I'll get married next year," and they keep saying it. And so suddenly, they they wake up one day and they realize they're in their mid to late thirties, and they still haven't married or had any children. Now, the problem is that the guys they went to college with have got married, and in, what they've done is they've married down. They have married women who are not as well educated as themselves mm-hmm. who were, are still keen to get married you get mm-hmm. the idea yes so instead of marrying a fellow doctor they marry a nurse or whatever now what happens is that the woman who is on the shelf so to speak in her late 30s she mm-hmm. can't marry her age mates so she marries a guy who's a bit older probably in his second marriage Mm. and so you get this thing where a man will marry for the first time in his late 20s early Mm. 30s Mm. divorce in his 40s and marry a woman (laughs) who's in her (laughs) mid-30s it's all making sense it is
0: i think you're predicting my life (laughs) (laughs) though i was fortunate i married up the first time
1: great
0: good well was, it's nice I was, when that
1: happens was, and it does happen. it, don't yeah. get me wrong everything yeah. i've said is a bit individual yes you know, yes no, nobody follows yes. the rules exactly. yes 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 wow but you see these patterns that's what i'm trying to say yes i, I definitely i
0: see them i obviously say and and it's it's incredible because i i can give you names of people that
1: you have described yeah in the conversations that you've had and, and let me give you another little group that are a problem. You see, you remember I mentioned those guys who didn't get married when mm. they were in their late 20s, and yes. 30s. Yes. They were too independent. Yes. They wanted to go out drinking all the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, those guys initially act like guys who are going to get married. And it's only by the time they get to about 35 or 36 that you realize that actually they're permanent bachelors. Now, they are deadly because they are still single. Mm -hmm. They are 35 plus something. Mm -hmm. And then they meet up with this girl who's the same age as them, and who wants to get married. And she thinks she's dead lucky. She's met this wonderful guy whose big social life He's a wonderful character. Mm. He splashes money about, and he's single. And four years later, they're both still single. Hmm. He's never going to get married. And he just, you know, he just eggs her on, but he never behaves himself. You get it, don't you? Yeah, I do. You, you, you see him all the time. And they create enormous heartache. And they're very unfaithful. I mean, they are nice to this woman when she's around. He, she, she's their housekeeper. The sleep-in <laughs> housekeeper. But he's always messing about in the bars. And <sighs> My goodness. Life's fun, isn't it? <laughs>
2: so
0: i'm wondering whether i should be asking whether there's a remedy
1: i don't think you should see it as a remedy i'm afraid you should see it as a war it's um it's a process where everybody is playing their hand um it's like a poker game and everybody comes in with some assets you know their social skills their physique yes their ability to make money yeah I'm talking about the men. I mean, mm, the women yes, come yes. in with youth and beauty yes. and the rest of it. Yeah. And then everybody tries to get the best they possibly can, and they choose a strategy that's working best for them. For some, that means choose a really pretty girl and marry her. For others, it's get into bed with as many pretty girls as possible and don't marry them. For another lot, it's I'm afraid you're on the shelf because the, the girls won't marry you because you, you haven't succeeded. Hmm. The other thing that's worth saying is that the, the demographics in Nairobi mm. are interesting. Mm. There's a lot of young people, yes. aren't there? Yes. If you compare a, 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 a small town in England and a small town in Kenya, mm. the people in England would be a lot older
0: that's true it, it's becoming very clear now that we are a very young nation yes yes
1: so now what that means is that these young people are living a life and they are in the majority which is very different from a smaller group of older people so the older people's values are not very relevant to the younger people's lives mm. so for example the guy who moved to nairobi from Siaya or wherever and had his children there, he can't give his children any advice on how to find spouses. Because his life, where he grew up, was so wildly different. Does mm, that make sense?
0: It makes so much sense. He doesn't have the yeah. same experience as these guys. So. He
1: simply doesn't, no. Yeah. And he probably has got a set of values that he finds it difficult to articulate. But they are, to be blunt, very old-fashioned. They're very patriarchal. You know, They're very agriculturally based. And he's trying to bring up children in a fast-moving urban environment where everybody's educated. You get very different from what he experienced when he married. So it's quite tough for young people. They can't model their expectations on their parents. Or if they do, then they're going to make a mistake. You know, you hear about young men who expect their wives to be like their grandmothers were. Well, the world's changed. You can't expect
0: that to happen <laughs> we were discussing that earlier you know in another conversation about how we expect our wives to be like our mothers and our grandmothers to be the homemakers to be you know yeah the,
1: the cooks and the you know yeah and it's changed hasn't it it really has and it's all it's all driven by the fact that the women essentially have the same career opportunities as the men when mm. they're young Yes. Everything changes in their 30s if they want to have a family. But right at the beginning, the rules are very different. And your father and your grandfather does not understand that. That's
0: true. You can say that again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You can say that
0: again. Wow. So, you know, know, we we didn't even get into... How did you learn all this stuff?
1: Well, I mean, a mixture of things. Obviously... I have a degree in psychology, and uh, fairly early on in my psychological life, I Mm. began to get interested in the whole relationship thing, Mm. and I'm very much into what's called evolutionary psychology, Mm. which is biology-driven psychology, you know, Mm. why do we behave the Mm. way we do in terms of what's going on in our bodies? Mm. And so I have really studied that area heavily. I mean, it's a heavily written about topic. I'm not telling you anything that isn't in all the libraries. But it's what informs my view as to how how men and women interact.
0: This is an amazing conversation, Chris Hart. And, (laughs) you know, you've said so many things, I don't even know where to take the the rest of this conversation. I'm going to ask you two or three questions, and then we can wrap this up. Um, Okay so we had a conversation and, uh, and i think in two of those conversations the men felt a sense of compulsion to get married from the women that they were with so yes you know it either felt like they were guilt tripped into getting married or they were there was some i'm avoiding the word manipulation but you know
1: <laughs> well look hold, hold on a minute let's just think about what you're talking about yes um a, uh how shall I put it the choosing in setting up a marriage is always done by the women always the the men parade their stuff in <laughs> order to be chosen by the women, and okay, you can imagine that you know you fir- if a guy is learning the ropes, he yeah. first struts his stuff in front of relatively unfavorable women, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. And one or two of them might have a real go at him, but he moves on, mm-hmm. and suddenly he gets to a place where he's, he's about evenly matched, you know what I mean? His prospects and her prospects are about mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. And so he's attracted to her, and she's attracted to him,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she suddenly makes the decision, this is the one, I need to marry him. Mm-hmm. Now she will do anything in her power to make sure that happens she's made the choice he might still want to delay he might be thinking about trying his luck again (laughs) but she's made her mind up and it once that happens you know usually after about a year or so is dating women make the choice they either let the relationship fade away or they start putting pressure on the guy to marry So most men will tell a story about how the, the woman made it very clear that they were going to get married or else.
0: Do, do, I don't think I understand what you're saying. I've said this again. What, you're, you're alleging
1: that we have no say about... Oh, I didn't say we've got no say. I'm just saying that the real decision is taken by the women. Yeah, and it's... a lot of these decisions are a bit hard to spot I mean, for example, let me take a, let me paint you a little picture. I want you to imagine that you're going to a party, okay, and you're footloose and fancy free, you've not got a girlfriend or anything like that, and you've gone to this party because you know there's going to be loads of women there. So off you go, and you wander into the party, and you look around, and you see lots of pretty girls. Now, you can't talk to all of them. And, if, and even if you did, they would hate you for it. They, mm. You know, nothing, women hate men who are indiscriminate. They, mm. want, to be, they want to be important. So yes. they, they only want you to talk to one or two of them. Yes. How do you choose which one? Well, the answer is obvious. You look around at all the pretty girls and you mm. spot the one whose eyes meet yours and who mm. smiles a bit. Mm. You get it. <laughs> who did the choosing? <laughs> she did. Because now you go and talk to her and you think you chose her, but actually you didn't.
0: Ah, you're turning my world upside down, Chris Hart. <laughs> I've, I've lived this illusion
1: about, You see, about I'll tell you, you a really funny thing. Yes. <laughs> you talk to a, a lot of 18-year-old boys, yeah. and they will tell you that the mm-hmm. thing they're most afraid of mm-hmm. is going up to a girl and being rejected. So... So I laugh at them and I say, it's very simple. You'd never go up to a girl unless you know she wants you to come up to her and talk to her. And so he has to get skillful at watching the signals that say that that girl has chosen him. Hmm. So he goes into the party, he scans the crowd for the girls, and you know how whenever your eyes meet across Mm. a crowded room, Mm. everybody looks back at you, don't they? Yes. And when the girl looks back at a guy who's just met her eyes, she'll signal instantly whether or not she's interested. And that's the only girls you'll go and talk to. Now you're never rejected. You see the point? Mm. Hmm. And what you've done in effect is admitted that you have to let the girls choose you.
0: <laughs> Where were you when I was eighteen, man?
1: I know. Yeah, uh, we should teach this stuff in yeah. school, shouldn't
0: we? I think so too. I think I think there needs to be some. Um, I have a son who's nine year old, and I, I I just started wondering how I'm going to have this conversation with him.
1: Yeah, we'll start now. Start, when he asks you questions about, you know, what do men and women do together, treat it like a normal conversation. Don't be even faintly embarrassed. When he says, where do babies come from, tell him. And and when he asks, how the hell does that all start, tell him. And before you know it, he will start the process of really getting to understand the whole mating game. You get it. I get it. And he'll ask you these questions he'll say how did you meet how did you do this how do you and you'll tell him and he'll begin to piece it all together and he'll probably go on to study psychology or something because you'll get fascinated
0: <laughs> i'm already fascinated to be honest i the, this this process that i've been going through has really made me want to study psychology Uh, I think there's so much much to it. I mean,
1: you don't necessarily have to go to college. Start reading the books. Just start reading, you know, because there's a lot you can do on an informal level. Yes. And if you get really hooked, we'll do the degree. But, you know, it is fascinating. It
0: it truly is fascinating. And this conversation has been incredibly fascinating for me. My my world (laughs) is shattered, Chris. I have to go and, you know, find my man card again. Because, my, you know, my credentials all, all, always, you know, depended on the fact that I thought I always did the choosing. Yeah. And now I know well, better. it does feel <laughs> like that, doesn't it? It does it's feel an like illusion that. Yeah, it is an illusion. It does feel. And, and I, I can tell. I always feel like, hmm, what
2: went on here? You know?
1: You know, lots of uh, aspects of our lives are like that. We feel as if we're acting rationally. That actually we're being driven by stuff that we're not completely conscious of, you know. Uh, why did you choose this car and not that one? Why did you pick up this breakfast cereal and not that one? Everybody is manipulating you and you don't realise it. You get. And the same is happening in social life. Why am I attracted to this person and not that one? Well, it's probably more about the fact that she welcomed you and chose you. As you thought, you chose her. You get it's all all very similar. It's oddly comforting, though. In a way, yeah, it is. And don't lose sight of the fact that we're rational beings. We have brains. Yes. We can read. We yeah. can talk. We yeah. can we can game the system a little bit. You mm. know,
0: it is. It's oddly comforting. I'm 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 happy to feel chosen.
1: So to yeah, speak. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I mean take advantage of that because if you are chosen, then of course you're going to have a good relationship. If you yeah. chase after the the woman who doesn't want you. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't gonna work too it's well.
0: No, it's not gonna work too well. You're right. So let's talk about the online course that you're doing, uh, Couples Coaching Coaching dot online.
1: Yeah, Couples Coaching, all one word. Mm-hmm. Dot online. Well, the, the 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 thing is this: if anybody wants to get in touch with me, yes. obviously if they if they go to my website, if they go to my Facebook page or anything like that, they'll mm. pick up all my details, okay. phone numbers and all the rest of it. Yeah. I'm very responsive to WhatsApp. I'm pretty responsive to Facebook. Mm. An email that people send me saying, I've been to your website and I want online counselling. I'm, I'm going to respond pretty quickly to that. Okay. And we end up doing it just as you and I started off. We do video sort of set up you know skype mm, yeah, uh, whatsapp yeah. it works brilliantly works it does brilliant it does it does and and what's so nice is that for a lot of people i think it's actually better than going to some counselor's office because they can do it from home they can do it from the office you'd be amazed how many do it from their car oh yeah that's it's a good way to spend time in they traffic. just load up the data card on their phone you yes know. yes you buy some data from Safaricom. Yeah. sit in your car park and you've got a place all to yourself for the privacy that's brilliant yeah it really
0: works online, and
1: that's that's the way for people to get in touch with me and read about how it all works
0: thank you so much Chris Hart for this phone call oh wow dude I'm
1: so grateful for your time. <laughs>
0: Good.
1: Well, I've enjoyed it too. And I mean, uh, obviously, if you want to do something like this again, you're very
0: welcome. I want to do this again. I will definitely do this again. I want to say you're you're, you're incredibly amazing in terms of the knowledge that you have. You are very well spoken. So thank you for speaking to us. Um, it's a pleasure. I'll tell the guys to get on to couplescoaching.online. I'll tell them to get the book, Don't Panic.
1: volumes one
0: two and three all three volumes (laughs) volumes one two and three and and for you who just realized that you know she did the choosing don't panic it's okay It's it's all right thank you chris uh have, have yourself a wonderful afternoon and uh god bless you thank you so much okay it's
1: a pleasure take care all right
0: bye Have I been schooled or have I been schooled? My goodness. Every myth I had shattered. I have learned things. Some I'm not so sure about. But most that I agree with. Chris Hart, thank you so much for doing this and for being part of this episode. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to spend the next episode just getting your feedback and sharing some of your feedback. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Please write to me on at Amani Maranga on any of my socials, Facebook, Twitter, or IG, or amanimaranga at gmail.com, or leave me a voice note on WhatsApp, and I'm going to share all this feedback next week because you know what? I want you to hear the impact that these stories are having on our lives. Between now and then, be kind to yourself. Between now and then, be truthful to yourself, be truthful to your circle. Between now and then, remember that your only duty is to be true and not to be popular. And between now and then, please, live truthfully.